0: Eretz Yisrael is, we think of as a geography, and Bechol HaGoyim, the various nations, as a geographical location. I think Moses is challenging us. Of course, this is the story of the Jewish people that cross over to the land of Israel. But Goyim, in this context, is, well, frankly, Goyish, not Jewish. It's everybody else that I have pushed you out there, those others, if you feel alienated, okay, so alien is a geographic term, but alienated is a spiritual context, and here is where I think the sophistication of the Torah we should not underestimate. you must take the challenge and the blessing in this time of chuva whatever has befallen you, all of this blessing and curse and put it together and turn back to your own heart and mind amidst all of the estrangement and alienation that you have been pushed towards there. There is a reason each of us find our place estranged in this moment before Rosh Hashanah. And there's an opportunity for us to take that to heart. And that is the whole mitzvah. That's the whole commandment. V'shafta Ad Adonai Elohecha. Which, and it says, and return to your God. Any Hebrew speakers? I know I have Hebrew speakers. V'shafta Ad Adonai. What is Ad? uh El is toward. Ad. Until the point. Ad. Beautiful statement. Radical statement. In Rosh Hashanah we pray. The gates are opening. This is when the heavens rip open. A hundred blasts of the shofar actually give us this cosmic unity between heaven and earth. In this moment that is not what Moses is saying. I'm trying to give a radical read here. You do the best you can take the stuff you feel forced in estrangement there and you do the best that you possibly can to return up to the point of Lord your God vishamata bekolo and hear this voice kchol asher anochi as i have commanded you today you and your children with all your heart and soul get to the doorpost get to the gate Just get to the gates and God will take the rest. This is a powerful moment of spiritual approach. If you don't feel like you've gotten there, that's exactly where you need to be moving towards. Just to that point, Ad Adonai. Uh, I don't know, last year, anybody with me? High holidays last year? I talked about atheism. I talked about my challenges with God. And I've had a bit of a religious reawakening over the last year. Thank you very much, community. (laughs) I've been inspired by all of you. And Moses inspires me here. Just get to the gate. Just get up in the morning and get to the bus stop. Just do it. Up to, up to. Just get up to that point. Ad Adonai And I think that one letter, because if I'm missing the kismet, Okay, so I sit and I meditate and I reflect. I got to that point. I may not see it. I mean, putting it in a negative context, I just read this, you know, it's like when the water's slowly increasing. You don't know when you're boiling in the water, but it just feels the same. In a positive way, if you continue the approach, Ad, Adonai echa, and this estrangement takes your turning, Vishafta veshuva Elecha. Now look at this verse 3. I want to read it in 1st. I'm on verse 3. Veshav Adonai Elohecha et Shavuotcha. And God will return to your turning. So, I don't know. I'm not a big tennis fan, but I just watch Federer. Just return, 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 return. I think God is the great Rogerian. Tell me more about that. Tell me more about that the more it, it is not a grand gesture of a thunderclap <clears throat> it 's a huge blast of the chauffeur, but de mama it 's still silence that returns When you turn, it will be returned. The asher no Adonai Elohecha you want to return to God you begin to return God will return you want to be picked up amongst all the other outer uh, regions you make one slight gesture turn you will be gathered from all of these other people You feel lost in the world. Find your community, and your community will find you. Moses, what a speech.
1: Very radical idea, in a sense. It's the whole idea that return is possible, and that it's not like the myth of Sisyphus, where everything has no purpose, or the Chinese idea that there's just cycles in life. Here, there really, I mean, that is such an expression of hope.
0: Absolutely. And yet, it's a, it's a tempered hope. It's a, you begin this action, and you will begin <clears throat> to feel unattempted uh, change. The promised land is not such a, we got it a few chapters ago. You'll be blessed in the city, you'll be blessed in the country. <clears throat> This is the blessing of actually the journey of doing it. And it is a very hopeful one. But it also speaks to the alienation that I think the Israelites, the children feel. And Moses feels. Let's just take his context. He's leaving his children off. Leave them at the gate. I mean, he's literally taking them to the gate. And so here, if you make that turn, it will be reflexive. It will come back to you. And it is. It's a radical thing. That is the challenge of atheism. You were talking
1: about the challenge of atheism. Yes. That is is the challenge, that it doesn't matter, that there's nothing out there, Uh, that no matter what you do, there's no God to meet.
0: I would refer you to John Gray's seven types of atheism, and that is one type, is a nihilism. (laughs) But there are many others, and what this is, is that you're in communication with someone you are not necessarily communicating with. Okay? You're in a conversation and I am with my ancestors almost every day I, and my loves that are no longer on this earth. I'm still having that conversation, but I'm not having a conversation. And yet, I think that's the conversation. And Moses is realizing I'm still talking to Moses. I mean, we're still arguing or debating or discussing, turning and returning. Yeah.
1: I'm also impressed by the um, realistic approach to promise. Promises are in every holy book, in every religion. Whereas this also tells us, you'll be estranged again, you'll be alienated again, but you'll be rewarded too. So it's, it's very realistic to me. It's, it's, it's unlike other.
0: It's grounded. It, it is grounded. And I'm trying to think of other I I want to disprove, you know, this, uh, you know, the transcendentalist, for example, a very grounded spirituality, perhaps Uh, the irony of the transcendentalist being grounded. And yet this Torah and Moses, and it could be from his very defeat. He had this intimate experience with God, and he's not saying that someone else will have it. And in fact, the rabbis and the prophets after Malachi, after the last prophet, there is no more. There will not be a new Moses that comes. This is the whole Torah, and we've got to work with it what we have. This is what we've been given. Uh, I heard this, uh, you know, I was a chaplain, and the Buddhist chaplain would say, all of suffering is between what you have and what you think you should have. That's suffering. Pain Pain is tolerable. But when you think... Or as my son Nathan said, I think I told you this. In fourth grade, the principal said, You could be anything you want to be. And he came home and he said, The principal lied to me today. (laughs) What do you mean? (laughs) He said, You could be anything you want to be. He says, I could want to be a frog. I'm not going to be a frog. (laughs) So it is real, it is grounded. And I think, so let's take another level here, though. Is When you send your child off, when you send your children off to this new land, are you somewhat guarded in your pronouncements of success because you're worried about them? And so you're trying to keep them grounded and rooted. And he is going to a different place at the end of his life. He dies in the next chapter, literally. And perhaps he's tempering his own. I'm trying to give it a different thing. I I love this rooted, grounded, almost pragmatic, and yet inspirational, that a self-transformation really brings you to the door uh, of God. Or he maybe is cynical. Cynical is the wrong word. He's guarded in it because he can't give those promises because he's seen the children, he knows what they do, that the bracha and the klalah is all wrapped into one.
2: It may also be a uh, a life lesson based on a life led. Mm-hmm. He's been there with the golden calf. He's been there with the spies. He's been there and he saw God returning. It's the other half. You go as far as you can. It's God's job to be there. You can only go as far as you can go.
0: And his life lesson also that that former there's blessing and there's curse, choose blessing and the good ones will be rewarded and the bad ones won't be rewarded <coughs> okay, now I've got two kids uh, and one did great and the other is on the edge I'm still talking to you I'm still talking to both children and I'm in a different part of my journey because let's look at line 4 <laughs> and adoche, doche is you're pushed out your uh we used to call it, have you ever heard of the heisman getting the heisman <laughs> you can't see this on the podcast but i'm giving the heisman trophy you're pushing oh. out you're you're pushed out outcast if you're pushed out be at the edge of the heavens ends of the world it says just at the fringe of society or fringe of heaven from the very fringes I will gather you this is very different than choose right or wrong the good ones will win and the bad ones I will swallow I'm going to go to the furthest edges of the earth. And if you reach out, and this is what I say to you in this moment of tshuva, don't only look at, okay, maybe I'll do a little of this, a little of that. Take what is furthest from you. Like for a rabbi to have a deep faith in God that could communicate with me on a daily basis. I know that's ironic, but this is what I've really been working on all year. That I can have a constant flow of... Community. That was the furthest thing from my mind because I guess in my misreading of Maimonides was you can't talk to God like that. God doesn't talk to you. Okay? This was the furthest thing. This is mixash of mine. This is like the most fringe thing that I could do, which is what I could do so naturally was when I was a child, walk in nature and be like, so God, how are you today? I'm good. <laughs> like and yet... I will take you from the fringes I will not take you from the center so this is tshuva I think this is a myth of tshuva which is we think okay I know what is right and good I know that I'm going to okay no more three cups of coffee in the morning I'm going to hot water no more sugar okay that cookie half a cookie one cookie no cookies whatever it may be but instead take yourself from wherever that furthest place that you are from there you're going to get the greatest return. What do they call that? The slingshot? You actually need to go from the farthest place from where you are. Now that's scary because that takes us from where we are the most alienated and estranged from ourselves and from the divine and from that place we will be taken.
1: Micah? Yes. I think one of the most dangerous things that we can do, listening to this, accepting that things don't always go right and that you have to work your way back, is teach our children that they're always right, that they always did a good job, that they always will win, they always get a trophy. Mm. Uh, I think that's a terrible thing to teach a child. Let them learn to accept failure as well and reach beyond that for something more.
0: I'll take it a step further. That's the trophy.
1: Yes, to reach beyond and come back.
0: As Wendy Mogul would say, that's the blessing of the skin knee. Mm-hmm. You know, you failed at the test and you survived through. And yes, you know, my yes, yes, yes. Audrey. Uh, I, I was just thinking how the best way to teach, in my opinion, uh, about accepting failure as well as victory, uh, is we as parents adults
1: We uh, experience failure as well as victory in our lives, and I think our children should observe how we handle it. Even I know I have handled failure and victory, but certainly failure is a definite option in my life sometimes, and um, I specifically handled it so that my son could see how I was doing it. So when he encountered a big failure, he was able to, you know, just see it as an obstacle, a temporary one and he went over. I'm not saying anything terribly uh, exciting and, and all,
0: but... No, you're really, repeating was, Moses.
1: Yeah, but it really, um, I was happy that I had the failure and that I showed him that I could
0: uh, then proceed and then find it. So that's my, that's my best. Call Hedavarim. Call Hedavarim the whole the whole of this Torah it's blessings and challenges I would just also want to counter that you know you encounter you encounter failure but God and the story and this
2: roadmap suggest that you get up and do something else and you can do that and, yeah. them yeah. and that, that's the true lesson for me the failure
1: that the speech is talking about wait a minute I'm still here even though know, you're always over there, you get to get up again and begin the journey. So yeah. Well, maybe, I don't understand you better Yeah, my son saw me get up yeah. by my nails, you know, and, uh, and that was a lesson. Yeah. Amen. When he talks about outcasts, yes. is, he, is he also talking about those who were, who were excommunicated, for example?
0: So, excommunication is difficult because we don't really have, I mean, you mean t- t- killed? Like
1: outcasts. Like Spinoza was excommunicated. He was an outcast from the.
0: Oh, so, so let us say, Spinoza, very interesting, was excommunicated by the by the Sephardic Temple in Amsterdam, who officially said, Baruch Spinoza, you are not. He was welcomed by his community of scholars, and I would argue, many secular Jews. I've, re- I've actually did this two years ago, I get a re-communication, uh, a re-excommunication, <laughs> I re-communicated Baruch Spinoza. And we did a conference and we had Jewish scholars reading that God is everywhere, awareness like when Spinoza says so yes yes are we talking about outcasts by the
1: society if that is the
0: case Spinoza is still God's and ours and ours but what I won't do is say ah Baruch Spinoza this is also what Moses is saying so I want to be tempered here Baruch Spinoza is our next Moses No longer do we have the Torah. No longer do we have prophets. God is in nature, capital N, and the rest of this is Nareshkite. That's Shabbatai Tzvi. That's some of our greatest apostates. Can apostates, depending on who excommunicated them, I mean, we should really look into this, uh, the the tragedy of the excommunication, and we know this, when the kid gets kicked out of Hebrew school, it's because the kid is really bright and challenging and they just don't know what to do with them. That's saying something about the insecurity of the Jewish community of Amsterdam more than Baruch Spinoza, who was already in, you know, We know this from, uh, from uh, just his enlightenment, that he was really being recognized around the world. And so I want to turn it back to the personal, though. But I do think, and again, for your Rosh Hashanah and for this time, If you feel that you have either you or feel someone feels excommunicated from your life, from your world, from your family, take them back or even take them odd. Just get to the door. It's been a long time. It's been too long. You know, I was just talking to Moses today and Moses (laughs) said, I'm supposed to go out to the to the furthest out. And I say to anybody, and by the way, Kol Nidre, we are allowed to pray. Im Yanim we are allowed to pray with our uh, apostates, our sinners. This was perhaps about the Moranos in the 15th century, or even before, uh, in the medieval, in the Byzantine period, of those that were apostates. So I think directly to that, but at the same time. I think he's really talking to each and every one of us, from the water carrier to the prince, which is a way to say from your janitor to the president of your community, immediate past or otherwise. <laughs> I just—it was a nice line here. <laughs> There's a sight line.
1: So, but, you know, all said I guess you're asking me to talk. But, <laughs> uh, All said done, it's the individual standing at the gate that has to search visit her heart and go in because otherwise
0: the gate won't open. So two things. One, it's never all said and done. It's never the end of the day. And two, we're going to see in a couple lines, it's not about the gate. It's about the field. It's about Eretz. It's about the land of experience, living it here, this edge of Hashemayim. So, you know, I say to myself, the Lufmench, the the guy in the clouds, Get out of the clouds, get into the ground, get into the field, see where the people are. That's the field of experience. And this is when God will return to you El Haaretz. This is the land, This, and again, uh, this is from Aviva Zornberg. She translates uh, Eretz, not as land, but as field, like a field of experience. And I really appreciate that because Eretz Israel is uh, a state of mind as well as a state. But this is not a political reality. This is Eretz Yisrael is a field of experience that I am rooted, I am connected, and I am continuing to gather my people, Qilat Yisrael included. Yeah.
2: I'm struck by the fact that although it says get to the gate, um, there's no roadmap. Uh, And the question is, okay, how? Um,
0: (laughs) Then I think you gotta look back. Well, you can either look forward to the rabbis and their debates, or you look back in Deuteronomy, which is a retelling of the story of Exodus and the story of these commandments, which is both a theophany, a religious experience of God, but an interpersonal one as well. Down to Mishpatim, which has really arcane and detailed rules about how we negotiate with one another and created divine space so this is Kol Mitzvah we're going to get to in a moment that's all the whole mitzvah but what's the whole mitzvah that's really the debate and I think Moses is rooting it in the field of experience and so this promise that you were that you will be returned Adonai Elohecha, to this field of experience asher votecha, that your' ancestors inherited. What's strange about that? If we take this literally, it's Moses to the children of Israel? Well, I guess Abraham did inherit it. He was on that land. It just took a long time. So that's literally to the first. Ve'rishtah ve'hitivcha ve'hirbecha ve'avotecha. That you will possess it, and you will be more prosperous and more numerous than your ancestors. Wasn't
1: this written in exile?
0: So doesn't that
1: relate to this as well that, that
0: it was written kind of Josiah? Yes, so that's much later. We're t- right. maybe eighth century before the, the common era, era. And, and yet so I think the irony is not lost on Moses himself that's standing out on the other side. Mm-hmm. So to the re- great redactor be it Ezra <laughs> or be it a number of, uh, of, of real heroes of Israel. Are looking back to this land, if only we did X, Y, and Z. And so rather than saying, let's take ironically, what was it in Babylonia, that first exile took the elite and left the rest of the, the drek down in Israel. The elite went to Babylon. What this is saying is, look at the dreck of your society. If you bring them closer to God, if you bring them closer to the land, then we all will return. Very different read. Yes?
1: Michael, uh, we're being told
0: here as well to reach out to the outcast are like absolutely and from there I will take you and then you're going to be more prosperous than even you think you are right now in your goodness in isolation now these are also children who are nervous and they're about to this is the what was the win one for the Gipper speech I mean this is really he's in his you know he's in his throes you can almost imagine uh, I do imagine very directly What he is imprinting upon you. So, verse 6. Say, oh, come on, translators. (laughs) Then your God, Adonai, will open up your hearts and the hearts of your offspring. Now let me read the Hebrew. Umal Adonai Elohecha et levavcha veet levav zarecha. What is mila? What is mal? What's a mila? What's brit mila? You could say it. It's okay. A uh, brit mila is a at the eight days. It's a, you could say the c word. It's okay. Circumcision. It says, "I will circumcise Umal Adonai." I will circumcise your heart. Now, remember, I know you learned with this with Rabbi Amy a few weeks ago. Uh, yes, there was a study sheet about what was the line back a few weeks ago about this? Moses asked the children to cut around. Moses asked the children to cut around their hearts to open the sensitivity uh, or to be more uh, intellectually malleable than their stiff neckness. So I'm giving again. This was blessing and curse a few weeks ago in two separate things. There, God was commanding you to open up your heart, and here, commanding you to open up your heart. And here, um mal Adonai Elohecha levavcha. And now God will imprint this on your on your mind and heart. What's the difference? I, I just It's subtle, but I think it's important. One is saying, please try to uncover your roots to be exposed, and then you'll be transformed. Here it's saying, if you begin to do the work, if you begin to turn, that's not going to be the final imprint. You begin to do the work, God will do the imprinting. You don't worry about your seal. (coughs) This is for me very important. (laughs) What's that mean? On Rosh Hashanah it's written, and on Yom Kippur it's sealed. What's the seal? Stamp. Stamp. This is the stamp. stamp. Wax, well, either wax or cuneiform clay, but you do the work, God will make the seal. Uh, I, you know, respectfully disagree about people who are spending their lives trying to write their epitaphs. You don't get to write the epitaph. You know, God made you. (laughs) You do the work. Let God tell you what that seal is going to be. And what's so powerful here is for you and your children. You're doing this work. Don't tell them so much what God has demanded from them. God demands them to go to school. God demands from them, your children, to do what they need to do. God will put that seal on. So,
1: Micah, if we believe as Reconstructionists that uh, there is a spark of divinity in every human being, the gates are really in us, not
0: outside. We're going to read that in a few lines. Not in the heavens. Not in the heavens. And that's why I think it says, add to this point. You could be looking up, looking up.
2: It's right here. No.
0: Very true. Beautiful speech. Leman chayecha. For you and your children, for the sake of life. For the sake that you live. It's also a beautiful expression of not sacrifice to the extent of giving yourself up, but for the sake of healthy living. And this is like, you know, this is to the Puritan side of some of us, myself included, no sugar, no caffeine, no uh, uh, scotch. God, it's been a long time. Just, you know, I'm going through, you know, it's it's a process. So we are not supposed to abstain from all of these things so that we are monk-like in our living. We're supposed to be living the most active lives for the sake of life. And that is why you will see if you take a step back. So take a step back, reach as far as you can to heaven, but don't try to broach heaven. Reach as far out as you can to the furthest extremities of your alienation and bring it back in. And then try to live a healthy life for the sake of your life. Then God will inflict curses upon (laughs) all your oys and all your hates that pursue you. Now again, literally, it is talking about your enemies. Spiritually, it's talking about your demons. You open up your heart. You begin to do this stuff. If you have true sake for the sense of life, don't worry about "Ah, I'm coming back. That struggle, you stick on this kind of turning, turn, God will return back. Let God worry about all the other and the oys and the sonechas that are uh, chasing after you. The barbarians at the gate, but I think it's an internal. Okay. Yes.
2: Does uh, is implicit in this that God will help you get to the gate? That, that if you make a commitment to get there, um, God will bring you strength to do that.
0: Not just yeah, and I just I want to challenge us to get there because <laughs> that's the irony. Is there a there there? Mm-hmm. Getting there, yes. Shamata What's the irony? Listen to the voice. What's the voice? Still small. What's the there? Oh, if I only move to Aruba. Oh my gosh. Then in Aruba, I'll be. That's that's the ad. It's an internal turn. It's a turning back to you. I don't. I've never been to Aruba. I don't know. I'm sure it's a, maybe rains it really these days. Oh, yes. White sands. I've seen it in the museum. Um, So, to get there. This is kind of... He's almost contradicting his earlier speech, as I said before, about this promised land that you receive, flowing milk and honey. Do the work. Do the work. That in itself will be its reward. And if you're looking for the external blessings, it's about your children, rather than... You know this land flowing with milk and which is also part of the promise. I don't. I don't want to underestimate that. And but that the spiritual fruits, I think, are, are internal. You see, and God will grant you prosperity in your undertakings, an issue from your womb, and offspring from the cattle, and produce from the soil. But it is not one that simply I'm being a good, a good faith Israelite, and therefore God is going, do the work, be diligent, invest in this world, and that world will also will ultimately yield more fruits than mere pieties. I know there's a bit of a radical read, so stay with me. Ki tishma Adonai. I'm on verse 10 now. Because you hear in the voice of God. What's the irony there? Has he said, and God will tell you? I mean, how different is this than Exodus? And God spoke. Mm-hmm. And God spoke to Moses. And God spoke to Moses. And God spoke to Israel. Here, the call is a different call. It's an internal one. You turn to yourself, you listen, you listen deeply, and that is listening to the voice of God. And then what is listening to the voice of God? Lishmor mitzvotav. So when you say, what are the rules? We know the rules. Implicit, explicit, vehu kotav. This alludes to your moment of biblical criticism. He's pointing to a book. He's pointing to this book of Torah. So, was this already redacted? Was this Encyclopedia Britannica? Was it being written as we are written? I mean, back to Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. The book's still being written. Your book is still being written. And there's more and more chapters to come while it's being written. But there's also a scroll that is complete and whole, just as it is. Yes.
1: I help me understand something. Is is the concept that you can live a normal, healthy, good life? It sounds like that's not enough. That God wants you every day <clears throat> to make an effort. To get them, is, is that how I'm supposed to read this? It's not enough just to be a good guy. You've got to keep moving in order for God to recognize that you're leading a better
0: life. It's not enough to be a good enough guy. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Winnicott. Uh, anybody? The psychologist, David Winnicott. The good enough parent. Mm-hmm. If right now in this moment of Israel's experience and in this moment before Rosh Hashanah, you're like, you know what? I'm fine. Good enough. No, that's not enough. So I'll return just to, to so keep. So returning means constancy. Working on it. Working, working on it every day. day. Well, that's also well, because we're always going backwards. Huh? Well, I don't, I don't know, like backwards. One place. We're we're turning. We're, we're turning. Right, right. So yes. this is the Bal Shem Tov is one of my favorite ones these days. You should bend, but don't bend too much. <laughs> you know, or the, my my favorite from Annie Hall. If it bends, it's funny. If it breaks, it's not funny. <laughs> if you're if you're working, good. If you're beating yourself up, not good. Because what does it mean? What does that really mean? Have you done your
2: best?
0: This could you, drive you crazy. <laughs> that's, no, but then I, that's why I want to say, <laughs> All your oils and all your hatreds that pursue me, that's what's pursuing me. You didn't do it. Did you prepare enough for this? You only read three commentaries. You didn't read that fourth commentary. <laughs> can, can, can you know it's Bert's so going to ask about it, <laughs> so why didn't you? Can you see the
1: circumstances of a, someone with a frail mental state say, punishing
0: themselves? It's enough. Begin. Violent. Just begin. Just begin. Then read the first two lines. That's enough for you and your children. But it doesn't
2: say that. Yes. Say
0: that. Odd. I didn't make it. I'm not even close. And the closer that I get, as we know, the further I seem. It seems to be even further away, the closer I get. But if I don't believe in the there-there, I'm reaching that field of experience, that's where love comes. And so you, I mean,
1: Bert's always going back. Yeah. Bert's always failing. No, that's no, not what I meant. No, <laughs> no. I meant, you, I meant I, it's. there's not a nirvana here. You don't, like, get to a place and there's Nothing else to do. You're one. always you're That's why we have Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur Every, every year. year. Because we don't always hit the target. Well, we never really get there. No, right. It's the process of getting there. Yeah
0: or we get there there's a moment of yay and then the ceiling becomes a floor and we do it all over again it doesn't
1: sound like we ever really
0: get there, but that's from Moses' voice that's there. Moses' voice looking out he's not going to arrive there and that's mm. from maybe historically our israelites looking at israel we were there for a flash and then all of a sudden the exile we're back in babylon very successful but a distance from ourselves so yes it's a push pull it's
2: we're always, Bert, just try are you? Just
0: That's the field of experience, is Israel. You can be Israel wherever you are. That's Jeremiah and Israel. Yes? I
1: was, I was thinking the same thing as
0: Mark. We are there. We might not like it all the time, but we're there. And that is an opening. And I think, you know, for me, this twisting and turning, this constant turn and return... If you don't have this kind of stable center of breath that's flowing through, that'll be our meditation today. The chauffeur is only as good as its consistent breath within it. It feels like broken. It feels like these stops and starts. But truly, it is one continual breath from the very beginning, from that promise. But we've got to push, but not push too far. And this is why... Don't worry about the stamp so much. Don't worry about that promised land that you're supposed to be at, that destination. Begin to turn. you return to me, and we will return to you. This constant, constant reinforcement. So just engage. With all your heart and soul.
2: Yeah. Just a couple of examples. Please. We keep going. We never get there. We always go get halfway there. You know, at the end, it's very close. Same thing on the, the normal curve.
0: Mm, that's correct.
2: The baseline. There's always a faster gun in the West. And uh, so we keep trying, and the trying is the goal, is what this is about. But to reach some place is, uh, you can't reach it.
0: We, I was at a mountain uh, village in Japan, and this one man, uh, he had made uh, 72 different kimono and you know the, his kimono process was so detailed and complicated between its dyeing and threads and staining, but he had envisioned the entire universe through kimono, and he only made maybe 40 of them. But it took him 40 years of his life. But he had the absolute vision of exactly where all these kimonos would be in this range of color, and it was absolutely inspirational to say, I know what this, this mural was going to be, I know what this grand vision was, and if you begin in that journey, the rest I know where this chauffeur ends up it ends up in heaven, in the largest swirl at all but as long as we have this beginning of turning, that's the promise. That's the promise. You So like, I want to hope. You know where I'm going with this, right? And I can see it. I feel it. There's this inspiration. Did I finish the sentence? It's a long semicolon. Yeah.
2: So, you know, it seems to me, I'm using a show It's about being awake. Being awake to the present moment of your life. And then you begin this journey. So it says here, circumcise your heart, open yourself up, feel what's going on. So I think your radical reading this morning is really a challenge to all of us to wake up,
0: do the work, and uh, be a better person. is the last words of verse 10 with all of your faculties. And as you know, earlier in the Shema, earlier in Deuteronomy, Mm -hmm. it's, with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might. Interesting here, it doesn't use meudecha. Why do you think? Hmm? Perhaps. Perhaps. And don't be so, oh, me'odacha, force, a uh, kind of physical ability. Or as the rabbi say, mamoncha, uh, money. Mm-hmm. I think it's a spiritual hint. Right. It's not a physical action. Right.
2: It's reinforcing your interpretation.
0: Perhaps. Sure. But this is so beautiful here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just want to read it in Hebrew and then in the English. Ki ha mitzvah hazot, this mitzvah, this instruction, asher anochi mitzvcha hayom that I give you today, no lo niflet hi mimcha. This is not a miraculous thing from you. Velo lo rechokah hi. It's not far. What's the irony? You've got to reach out to the edge, but that's not too far for you. So this, I mean, talk about Jewish guilt. Don't worry, just change the world. It's not too much. <laughs> but what it's also saying is it's not a miracle. I'm not praying for a miracle. I'm doing the, I guess they would say doing the work. Uh, you know, doing the things that are necessary. But it is not in the heavens. Is, is there a place where Moses
2: said, and by the way, if you don't get to the gate, it's okay as long as you do the work.
1: Mm-hmm. Does he take? Does he say to us, "You haven't failed because you're not perfect"? I know Judaism does not require perfection.
0: But I think that's it. Bishafta adonai You just have to get to the point. Up to that, saying you're not getting there, that's enough. I'm, I'm not sure. Sir. I mean, if it says
2: you. You do the work you get to the gates. But
0: the gates don't have to, the your, gate, are the gates, gates here? perfection here? No. no. no, no. Loba We're not looking for the miraculous perfection. I'm not looking for immaculate. Mm-hmm. I'm certainly not looking for immaculate. Lobashamaimi, it's not in the heavens. Le More saying, right there in the text? Nice job, David. Who among us can go to the heavens? <laughs> Who can? And get it for us and impart it to us. Now, what's the irony of that?
1: (laughs) Moses got it from God in the heavens. (laughs) That's exactly what Moses did.
0: (laughs) Now, that's wisdom.
1: I guess the answer to this question is
2: Moses. (laughs) And
0: in that, such humility. You know what? My epiphany was just a lot of hard work. Now, I'm not being cynical about this. It's inspirational and it's profound that what happened up there is right here. And I also want to say, and this is the challenge because I don't think it's explicit in the text. It's not there on that strip of beautiful Israel either. God bless Israel. May it always be protected and saved. But that's not my goal in life as a Jew. As, an, as even as a person of Israel, I want to inhabit the righteous values ha-mitzvah, where I'm at, and then I can be in the spirit in that field of experience.
1: This is saying what you said before. It's not like if I were only in such and such a place it would be okay. Because
0: you're about yeah. to get to it. They're it. there it's here now. It here. It's not on the other side of the ocean. I mean, it couldn't be more explicit. Now, layam he, just remember, he's talking to the Israelites. And he may be talking as the historical side. Guys, we're in Babylonia. We've created rabbinic Judaism. We've created this beginnings of, not rabbinic yet, but we've created a canon of Bible. It's not over there on the other side of the sea. Miyavurlanu, who's going to take us over that sea? Vikehechalanu. Who among us? And can get there in a part to us so that we can do it? No. It's so close. It's so close to you. Yeah, how close? It's, in,
1: your it's mouth.
0: in you. And still, you'll never be you <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, right. ulivavecha laasoto. So there's the irony, David. Is it too far from you? No, it's right in you. Now, now that it's in you, you better do everything in your power to. To manifest, manifest, to discover rather than invent. Or certainly wait.
2: So I don't need to go to a shrink if I didn't achieve everything.
0: No, I think you still may I mean I don't know, but but I you know I've said this before, God is the great Rogerian. He's not giving you commandment, it's saying, tell me more about that. Where are you at? Inves- at you investigate that.
1: The translation
0: mouth. <coughs> In your bapicha, it's something you can iterate. It's iterative. This is more than just a meditative experience. It's something you dwell on. But bapiha it's it's close to you. You can taste it. You can feel it. You can do it. What a speech! Bapicha, uvilvavecha, la soto. It says to observe it. Leose, do it. There is an action here. What's the irony? The action is a very internal process. But how far are we from the Midianites, the Jebusites, the Hittites? Will they? Won't they? Who's in you know, Honduras? And why is... No. Where are we alienated? Both from without with him. a Now he, this is a clear reference back to Re'eh. What was the parshat Re'eh that we did a few weeks ago? Re'eh, Natati Lechem Bracha veklala. I have given before you blessings and curse. Now what he says? Re'eh, Natati Leifnechem Hayom Chayim V'etatov V'etamavet Vetara Not blessing and curse, life and death. And this is why I want to say clearly Mot Yumat they will be certainly put to death. Does not mean put to death. You will be dead deadened. You'll be wasted. That's choosing life within life is the whole ticket. Not the whole, but that's the whole mitzvah, yes. The ticket, mitzvah has a ticket. Maybe mitzvah is tick, no, it's too much. mitzvah hayom You've got to love God. Lishmor mitzvotav. Walk in these ways. Keep these understandings, these rules and their commands. So that you can do these things, so that God will give you the land that you will go there to inherit and possess and if you turn away now notice there's Shuv and Yifne Shuv is a return this is Yifne this is if you turn away if you turn away now this I would say no David you cannot say good enough eh I choose I prefer not Bartleby right the Scribner I prefer not if you turn away and you stop listening and you Heisman and you need a ha, and you push out see this is talking about idolatry but I will make a bigger claim what is idolatry? turning away from yourself hmm. that's idolatry You're not listening with all your heart and soul. So I'll challenge you, yes. Is it enough? If you say it's enough, it's not enough. If God says it's enough, it's more than enough. (laughs) What else can I do? You know, I made the sandwiches. I got the the juice boxes. What else can I do? it's okay, Micah. They've got three different types of fruit. (laughs) Eh, it's fine, whatever. There's cold pizza. Figure it out. That's idolatry. I, I'm just trying to re- be very explicit that it's not he. It's not some like. All right. And I declare for you this day, you will certainly be lost. Remember, avod ta'avedun. Avod, it says, perish. But. Avaditi, avaditi. You'll be lost, clueless. What's the opposite of lost? Found. Find yourself. Shuv. Return. You will not long endure on the soil. I'm going to challenge this line because he just said it's not far. It's not on the other side of the sea. And then he just said, you're not going to last very long. On over there, over there, Shama that you're going to inherit. And maybe in Babel, this is the historical line, Is maybe in Babylonia they're saying, you know what, we've got more work to do. We're not ready yet. And the irony is you're not ready yet. You're not ready yet. I mean, this is actually a lot of ultra-orthodoxy in the state of Israel, they says we're not ready yet. We still need Mashiach to come. You can't declare it yourself. I disagree with that too. Uh, I call, so powerful. I call heaven and earth today. God, Moses, odit ha'idoti v'chem ha'yom et ha'shamayim v'et ha'aretz ha'chayim I call heaven and earth to witness to you this day. Remember, two chapters ago you had six tribes and six tribes blessing and cursing one another. Remember, the altar was down below in Shechem. They were up on Gerizim and Eval. Here, Moses is standing, talking to the people and saying, I'm calling them to witness my words today. This is the life. This is the blessing. This is the curse. You have it before you. Choose life. Baharta b'chayim. It seems redundant. Choose life so you can live. But it's not ironic. Because you can choose not life and turn away and be living and be not living. And this is, I think, what love is. It's this willingness to be open to the fullest experience of life, to turn towards, to turn towards one another, to turn to yourself. And this is what it means to love God. What does it mean? To attach, to stick to God. It's not in the heavens. So where am I going to find it? I'm going to find it in... Community, I'm going to find it in my children, I'm going to find it in myself when I love. <speaking in Hebrew> because that love is your life and the depth of your days. <speaking in Hebrew> to truly be. S- settled in this world that I have sworn to you and to your ancestors, Abraham, Yitrak, Yaakov, and let's add here, Sarah, Rivka, Rachel, and Leah, latet lachem.